Welcome to the Going Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Zinn. I am a mother, an author, an entrepreneur, a daughter, a friend, and more. I started this podcast when my second child was born to create a space for inspiring and meaningful discussions from the quiet space of my home. What blossomed is a platform for people who quite simply want to grow each and every day of their lives. Even though I'm the founder of Beyond Mom, what revealed itself was that these conversations weren't only for moms, they were for everyone. We are a lifestyle podcast that covers health, both body and mind, self-care, why it's a necessity, and how tough it can be to master, entrepreneurship, its ups and downs, cultural disruption and the topics we sometimes avoid, as well as love, sex, friendship, and more. I interview movement makers, leaders, survivors, writers, and founders. Some names you may know, and some you may not. But either way, I know that their stories need to be told. These conversations move me and will move you to step forward with more strength, clarity, and kindness with every micro moment of your day. Enjoy today's conversation. Share it with the ones you love, and let me know how you're inspired to go beyond. The Going Beyond podcast has been growing, and we are thrilled to be expanding our offerings. Get your tickets now for our first ever live podcast event on October 17th at 6 p.m. at Athleta Flatiron. The theme of the evening is empowering change through radical health and healing. We're going to be hosting a live conversation with the following panel guests. Molly Hayward, the founder of Cora, which is a modern women's wellness brand that embraces the power of female bodies and supports them with innovative natural and organic products for periods, bladder leaks, and body care. We'll have Julie Sawaya, the founder of Needed, a thoughtful nutrition company delivering better supplements, trusted education, and a nourishing community. Focusing first on the life stage of conception through postpartum, they create products that nourish mama and baby, helping to support baby's growth and development, full-term pregnancy, and postpartum health. We'll have Sarah Halleck, the founder of the new Manhattan Wellness Membership Club, The Well. The Well brings together Western doctors and Eastern healers to collaborate, developing online content and personalized products and experiences that empower our community to take greater agency for their health. And last but not least, the Jedi of Calm, Kathleen Booker, a certified, conscious, connected breathwork coach who knows firsthand the energy, healing, peace, and joy the breath can create in one's life. All of these female founders are radically shifting the mindset, the conversation, and the product offerings available to women and for women so that we can finally take our health and healing back into our hands. The panel conversation will be held with a live studio audience and will be recorded to air on our beloved podcast. The event will also offer a marketplace for our guests to experience our brand partners and their founders. Go to the event section on beyondmom.com to get your ticket. I can't wait to see you there. 
Well, hello and welcome to the Going Beyond podcast. I am super excited you're here. It's me, Randy, your host. And I think it's clear that my favorite, favorite episodes to record are with people who I kind of already know and love. Well, okay, I don't want to offend anyone. I love getting to know people for the first time, but I really, really love getting to hang out with people who are already my friends. It's almost like we're going out for cocktails or something like that. I am here today with my friend Stacy Eagle. She's already giggling. So I wanted to give you a virtual cocktail. I'm like, we need some virtual cocktails here. I know. We should get like a cocktail emoji and like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. But Stacy is, I'm going to first tell you about my relationship with Stacy personally, and then we're going to talk about who she is professionally. And then we decided in our little like few minutes of prep that we're just going to talk. That sounds fabulous. We're just going to talk. So Stacy is like, in, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe Stacy. She's like so many things. I don't even in some ways know how I know Stacy. I just know that I do. And we met in kind of that weird like pool of mom, entrepreneur, networking, hustling, you know, that world that exists here in New York City. It's a very particular world. And when you do it a lot, you do tend to see a lot of the same people. And you tend to kind of get a sense of different packs of people and where you might find them and what groups people follow. And Stacy and I kind of share a few of those. So we started to like see each other more in that space. But then pretty quickly, we recognize that we actually share a mutual super, super close friend, Deb Ross, who has been on Stacy's podcast and has written for the Beyond Mom website. Stacy and Deb are college best friends, and Deb and I are like mom world best friends. We met with our first children in preschool. So, you know, some time in between those friendships, but magical friendships shared nonetheless. So that was just like a super beautiful initial kind of soulful connection for me and Stacy. It's cool because also Deb always talked about you to me. And I'm like, I think I've met Randy in different places. We've been out in, you know, these different meetings or entrepreneur, mom entrepreneur events. And so it was really cool to finally connect with you. And it's, we always say it's like, if your best friend has a great friend, obviously most of the time that person you're going to love because they've connected and I, I mean, maybe there's sometimes that one time you're like, why is she friends with her? (laughs) I know. Are you like in the old days, like if your best friend had another friend, you'd be like, bitch, like jealous. But those days are over. Well, so anyway, so all this to say that though Stacey has, I mean, quite the bio, which I'll share with you next, there's always been just a soulful friend oriented connection, which I'm super grateful for. So let me tell you a little bit about Miss Stacy Eagle. So Stacy is the founder and creative director of Boy Meets Girl, a purposeful, edgy, and young contemporary athleisure brand. I am happily rocking my hoodie, Stacy, just so you know. I freaking love it. It's so cozy and light at the same time. So thank you for that. Stacy is a proud mom of Dylan. He's adorable. He's about to go into kindergarten this September. So we're going to talk a little bit about Dylan. I want to like smush his cheeks. But, you know, Stacy is, I mean, she's truly an industry leader and really, I mean, has been in the fashion industry for almost two decades. And what's sort of, um, I know it's crazy, but what's kind of amazing about Stacy is that, like, 
I mean, Stacey, you're just so chill about it. And I think that that's what I love most. Like, you're just like, oh, yeah. So anyway, this hanging with this one, hanging with that one, doing this. And I'm like, whoa, but you're like the coolest. So we're going to talk all about Boy Meets Girl. But more recently, because the creator never stops creating, you're also the co-creator and co-host of the podcast Mom's Got This, which I've also been a guest on, which is a really wonderful podcast that's all about bringing moms in all different kinds of businesses with all different perspectives and having these like really honest, fun conversations about how they make their life work and what matters to them. I mean, the podcast has been super successful and I'm super proud of seeing how Stacy and her team has built that. And it goes without saying that Stacy's just a giver and has done so much good in the world. And I know she's going to tell us more about those things. So Stacy, I really welcome you to the Going Beyond podcast today. I'm just honored and happy to have time to chat with you, though it's noon right now, and I'm wishing we had that cocktail. Me too. Well, thank you so much for the introduction, and it's special to be connected, and I'm excited to be on your podcast that I've been listening to lately, and I love it so much. So thank you for having me. Thank you. So, I mean, give us just like a short brief about, you know, Boy Meets Girl and like where it started at like what point in your life and kind of a little snapshot of how it's evolved into the woman you are today. And then we can kind of get into what's up now. Okay. So I started Boy Meets Girl 18 years ago. My first trade show was supposed to be the week of 9-11. And obviously that was not a time to think you should be in fashion. And I, you know, prior to that, always wanted to be a designer and designed for Ali Tahari and Izod and did design school, Did went to the University of Wisconsin in Madison and studied design, retail, and business. So my first skirt at the age of six got fabric from Vogue Fabrics in Chicago, where I'm from. So I'm sort of going back in time and worked at The Gap and worked at the Merchandise Mart. So I always was learning about the fashion business. So I finally decided to leave my job, my 401k, and take a leap of faith and freelance design to have this first trade show. And when 9-11 happened, I just didn't really understand what I was going to do with fashion when I wanted to just save the world and I wasn't a nurse and I wasn't a doctor and I, you know, wasn't an EMT, but I, you know, just wanted to give back in some way and everybody wanted to. So when my first trade show happened, it was in October at the Chelsea market with some amazing designers today, Rebecca Minkoff and it was Gary Graham and Liz Collins and a bunch of other amazing designers. And there was 60 of us. And I decided that that collection would be donated back to the American Red Cross from victims of 9-11 because that was my way to give back and do, you know, obviously in that month we were all doing different things and helping friends and who had lost loved ones and was trying to figure what had happened to our world, right? So, you know, I became this give back brand from out of the box And the first buyer that sat down at that trade show, I was working that trade show with my mother, which is an amazing story. (laughs) And I had an intern from FIT. I'd sewn and printed all the collection by hand and by myself in the first collection I showed. And Bergdorf Goodman, Tracy Margulies, who's recently been on my podcast, was the head of buying at Bergdorf Goodman and became my first department store buyer. 
and put me on the map in America. And so that collection was donated to the American Red Cross from victims of 9-11. And so since that time, the brand has always been, has had a piece of it, pretty much almost 100%. And it's been give back, whether it's to breast cancer survivors. I had met young women facing breast cancer under the age of 40. And it was part of the Young Survival Coalition for Breast Cancer and the YSC. And I, I wanted to again, through the brand, educate the youth on what is happening in women under the age of 40 that have been affected by breast cancer. And so I got involved with them, and we donate a bunch of our line back to the YSC. And then in 2009, I was working with anti-bullying causes, which I'm still doing till this day, with the National School Climate Center Bully Bus Organization, because again, my brand is a youthful brand, and I wanted to continue to educate the youth on what's happening around us in terms of bullying and social-emotional education. And so I've always, since that first trade show, thought about what's happening around us. Some things that are more I've been affected by, whether it's you know, breast cancer in a family member or a friend, and taking a stand through the brand to make statements, not always politically, but more about what's going around the world until recently with our new president-elect, which <laughs> made me a little bit more taking a stand politically. But I try to be neutral with the brand and let people make their own conversation and be able to have both sides to come to the table and to discuss things. So we've worked with the Human Rights Watch this past few years, and we have an Immigrants or Us campaign with them. I do you know, donations back for Pride to the Trevor Project and other organizations. We do women's rights, different collaborations with organizations. So I'm always you know, on the forefront of wanting to create that conversation so it's been, you know, the ethos of the brand, and that's what we really are about. And we're also all about telling your story. So we've always worked with artists and musicians and collaborated with them and shared their stories through our blog and through the context of the clothing and capturing photos. And that's when you look at the Boy Meets Girl logo, it's a silhouette of a boy and a girl, and it's not my story, it's your story. So that's always been... If you go to our blog, you'll see tons of stories about different people from all walks of life. And it's what I love to do, bringing people together and sharing, you know, what's happening. And so that's really what the brand is. Well, I think it's funny because when you explain all the different collections and collaborations and personalities that, you know, this has connected with over almost two decades... I understand now kind of like why you know so many people. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because it hasn't just been like one lane. It's been a lot of different lanes, but purposefully so. Yeah, I know a lot of musicians and artists and philanthropists. And yeah, it's my, I guess it's, yeah, it's something I love. And it's just something that I've always been part of. And so, yeah, so Randy, you said the other day, like she knows a lot of people and then we were at that event and like Gilly was friends with a good friend Caprice Crane this writer who's an amazing writer but it is weird sometimes when you're like wait I know that person but it's thank god I've worked with really great people I could say almost 99% I have Mm, yeah it really is a journey at this point in your career though like so now you're at the moment you are and you're a mother and you've touched all these different pieces of how to create I find myself wondering, you start out as like a fashion designer, 
but you've done so many different things now. Like, where do you feel you belong most? I think I'm a creator, like a visionary. So I like doing that piece of it. I, you know, I am a, I can draw and I can design and I can drape and I can do all the things that are involved with being a designer. I do have teams now who, you know, we work with on the graphics and the construction of the garment, but I'm involved in every piece because I started, you know, this brand from scratch. So I had to be involved in every piece from finding the factories to finding the factor to finding the publicist or the sales rep or the doing 10 trade shows, you know, six times a year for 10 years and, you know, traveling the world to Paris and London for this meeting. So I'm always the one in the beginning developing and creating and meeting. And I love that piece of it. So it's like, you know, it's the people skills and talking and creating and forming and putting. But I also love the vision of, you know, when I collaborate, you know, I've just done a collaboration with Atlanta Hawks for Pride, uh, which is an, the NBA team. And I'm about to launch a collaboration with the Chicago Bulls, which is my home team. And just put forming those collaborations and what the collaborations mean and how the logos come together and talking to the teams and how we're going to get that executed and doing the photo campaign, like every single piece I just love. So I don't know if I'm answering the question right. Well, I was also going to say you don't have to totally answer the question. I'm not asking you to like say this is what I meant to do, but that's overwhelming when you are a generally speaking creative person. I think the question more comes from, you know, my own awareness that as you explore and as you grow, like you find that your own skill sets and your own inclinations may kind of shift or evolve, you know? I think that I shifted in knowing that for me, being a business owner, you can't just be one thing. And so if you want to be a designer, and I have designers who work for me who some start to work in licensing or have to help in this other area, but they just want to sketch all day, you're not, that my place isn't for you. So, and I knew that when I worked for other designers, I worked with production, I did this, I did that, I helped in sales. And that if you're aware of, you're not, one day I'm, you know, working with all different editors and another day I'm in a licensing room with talking about licensing or I'm in, you know, a sales meeting. And so if, if I ever thought to myself, oh, I'm not just designing and that got me down, which I'm sure it did over the 18 years when I had to deal with legal, being a lawyer for, you know, talking to lawyers and dealing with intellectual property all day long and being in contracts and this and that definitely, you know, there's some days I have to do all that. But I realized that the multitasking is what is needed to be as a founder and a business owner. And that's something that I'm proud of because you can't just be a designer. You can't have a design business and think you're going to be in business if you're just going to be sketching all day. So it took me a while to understand that, oh, this is me. And, you know, I think that's something, you know, why I started the podcast is, you know, I'm interviewing SVPs and founders of companies who started something and hearing about all the different types of things they have to weave into their day, including being a parent. And it's therapy for me because those are the things that are reassuring to me, oh, okay, they're doing similar things to what I have to do to succeed. So yeah, it's definitely uh, finding your calling 
in a world of leading your own business is very interesting and that I love what I do every day, which is also like my curse, and my angel, because I'm so passionate about succeeding and making this a massive company and keep going and moving and changing with the ever landscape of the fashion business. And it's changed so much from 2001 to 2007 with fast fashion coming to now people understanding the environment. And I was the first person to like go to urban outfitters and say, that's do recycled yarn. Let's make a collection. That's like about saving the earth. And everybody looked at me like with like literally horns thinking like, what is she talking about? Like, why do we care about the environment? Now, you know, there's people who are so compassionate. The youth is wanting to make a change, but it took so long to like get that in their heads. And so, but that's, you know, again, something that I just love to do, challenge people and be forward thinker in the business and keep doing it and thriving and to make a change. So I hope that helps. Yeah, no, I think that's what makes you unique, Stacey. You know, it's like a constant iteration and a constant commitment to the values, your values. So it's really powerful. Did you know that the average woman will use 10,000 tampons in her lifetime? But let me ask you this. Do you know what's in them? No. Because tampon companies don't have to discuss the ingredients that they use or disclose them. Did you know that worldwide, the number of girls who miss school because they don't have access to menstrual products is estimated at 100 million? A girl's period should never keep her from getting her education. Let me introduce you to Cora, this month's podcast sponsor. This is a brand that believes what you put in your body matters. So they created tampons, pads, and bladder liners made with certified organic cotton and free of 40 of the most egregious chemicals found in conventional feminine care. Again, Cora believes that what you put in your body matters. And over here at the Going Beyond podcast, we very much agree. Those of you who listen to the podcast also know that I love a great founder story and a product developed with a mission. So let's meet Molly Hayward, the founder of Cora, who saw how menstruation negatively affects girls and women who are poor in developing countries. Unable to afford menstrual products, they resort to using old rags, newspaper, animal dung, and even tree bark, even pieces of old mattress, all of which can cause infections and reproductive health problems, not to mention humiliating leaks. When Molly learned that many feminine products sold in the U.S. contain substances that are potentially harmful to our health, like synthetics and pesticides linked to endocrine disruption, cancer, and other devastating illnesses, she literally became afraid for her own health and the well-being of her sisters, friends, and the women she loves. There had to be a better future for all women and in every part of the world. And that's what she's creating through Cora. Go to Cora.life slash beyond mom to create your profile and they'll customize a monthly plan just for you. When you sign up, you'll receive a one month starter kit, which includes 12 products customized to your needs. So you can be sure that Cora works for you. This 
is a special offer for our listeners, for our beloved podcast listeners, and the best offer out there. But you have to go there and get it. So go to Cora.life slash beyond mom. And the best part, with every month's supply of these amazing Cora products that I know you're going to love because I love them, they give a month's supply of pads to a girl in need with over 6 million pads donated to date. With Cora, you can feel good about the products you use, knowing they are free of harmful chemicals and that your purchase helps girls in need. Spelled Cora, C-O-R-A dot life slash beyond mom for a one month free trial of products tailored for your needs that you can feel amazing about. Go to Cora dot life slash beyond mom right now. Let's talk about where motherhood entered the picture and, you know, how it's challenged you, how it's grown you. Yeah. So Dylan was born in October of 2014. I took us about two and a half years to have Dylan. And I remember my first year trying, I was doing like four New York Fashion Week shows. And then my second year trying, so that was natural. And then the second year was like 10 IUIs and two IVF cycles. And I remember like one of my IUIs, I think was my New York Fashion Week show with Wyclef John. So like that morning I went to do get an IUI and then I had my show. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I was like running around with my head cut off. And when I stopped doing New York Fashion Week shows and took a moment to breathe and rest my body and finally decide to do IVF is when I got pregnant and I was actually attending. I found out I was pregnant at someone else's fashion show. I forgot where I was and I was backstage and got the call and I was interviewing. Was that the first time you'd actually conceived Stacey? That was my second time. My first time was I had like been pregnant for like a few days, but yeah, that was the real time. So that stuck. And so, you know, When you're on that journey with your partner of going through those highs and lows, for us, we really came together as a team. And so when I was pregnant, I was like that girl who was like wearing like these maxi dresses full of life, like work to the last day and like dancing every day and never like would let any thing get in the way of like if I felt nauseous I wasn't nauseous like I was like I'm fine because I was so happy and so excited and Dylan you know when I was going through all that I had to realize like I had to leave work I had to get those shots I had to get my bloods every morning like I had to run you know then go into a meeting have a show this that so I in those two years I really before he was born my time management as an employer became so much better because I could work 24-7. And as a manager to employees, that's not great. So, you know, getting emails at 4 a.m. is not always great from your employer (laughs) or to factories, although factories email a lot at that time (laughs) because of different time differences. But 
you know, I think like in those years, I just realized what are my priorities, my body, my soul, you know, and I promised myself when Dylan was born that I would be as present as I could be as an employer and running a business and my husband who's an entrepreneur as well and make time because it took so long and finally here is your gift. So I believe I've become the best employer now these four and a half years to my team and the most efficient in my career. So that's how you know, he's helped me in the process. And I love motherhood. I think it's the best thing in the world. And if I was younger, I'd have 15 children. <laughs> okay, maybe not 15. You'd be very busy. I would be very, very busy, but they'd all work for us. <laughs> <laughs> right. You wouldn't need to employ anyone. I would have just tons of interns. Right. Exactly. It's like kind of like how agriculture used to do it. The family employed the children. Totally. Wow. And so like, so on the podcast, you interview all these other mothers who are founders or whatever. What are some of the most common hacks or tools or successes that you hear from women who are doing the juggle? Like what are the things that stand out that work? And I know you hear lots of stories, Stacey. I hear so many, but I feel, I mean, the one that still like gets me every time is like, the real type A women on there who like are very, very successful business owners or SVPs of companies, they all work out at like 6 a.m., all of them. That one I still haven't gotten down. And I talk about that like I'm so, I'm going to get there. But like, you know, I just, they are so organized and efficient with their time. That's something that like, if, you know, the people in the podcast are really their business owners or, you know, very high level successful people from actors to writers to, you know, SVPs and vice presidents and presidents of companies. So I think that like that efficiency I've noticed, they're very clear on their time management. Like, you know, recently someone was on and like their meetings are, that's Tracy Margulis, who's the chief merchant of Saks. Like she gives 30 minute windows. And I could talk and talk and talk in my meetings and I realize I'm like, okay, be more efficient with your time so that you can do this and do that. I've learned that too, actually, somewhat recently. What, not to interrupt you, but I just want to piggyback on what you're saying. The 30 minute thing is real and it does save you like minutes here, minutes here, minutes here. It does. Also recently I've had um, business related phone conversations with men who are like in a totally other world than me. And I like maybe like finance related or real estate related. And having a conversation with a man like in that world is so different. I realized it because I'm so used to like talking to people like us and we're like, oh my God, like let's talk about our life. And then, oh yeah, the work, you know, we'll get there. Like, but there's so much connecting that happens, which I personally love. However, if you're trying to be efficient with time, which you must when you're trying to be productive and have a family and all of that, I realized that like you can be friendly and you can be upbeat, but you can be like, let me set the tone for this call and let me be like, I've also recently been telling people when I get on, I'm super excited to talk to you just so you know, I have 30 minutes. Like I actually tell people because I need them to even hold me accountable. Exactly. And I've even actually had um, a few people who work with me. I'm like, when we have those in-house meetings at the showroom, I'm like, just nudge me or, you know, tell me there's a phone call because the other side can go on and on too. But yeah, so that's something that I've noticed, like, you know, very high level successful people are really conscious of that. 
Try other hacks. Oh my God, there's so many. <laughs> That's like the real standout. Every single person has such a different, you know, way of how they care about food or their travel or their sleeping style. You know, some people co-sleep, some people are really sergeants with the sleeping, you know, patterns and setting naps or not. And it's really amazing. I mean, everybody is quite unique. There's not just like one standard way. And it's beautiful to hear everyone's journey. Yeah, I can see how, I mean, I feel this way about this podcast. Like when I record conversations with women, like whatever tone I'm in before can really shift just by having a really meaningful conversation. So I get it. I get how you refer to those interviews and that time that you spend on the podcast as therapeutic. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's amazing. What's next, Stace? What are you working on? Tell us the juice. You know, it's funny. I had someone do a reading of me. (laughs) What kind of reading? If you ever need a great psychic, I'll send you her email. She's a year in advance. Like you have to email her and she'll book you in in the year. But I talked to her 10 years ago and then I had a call with her recently. And when she asked me, she doesn't know anything. She just has your birth date, right? So you just write books and books and books and books of like what, write down in your paper, like what she says. And she started going like this. Oh, no. Oh, so much going on. So much going on, so much going on for you. She's like, oh, you're going to be in an airport. And you're going to, like, stop and not know which way you're going. I'm like, what? (laughs) And that's to answer your question, Randy. (laughs) There is so much going on. (laughs) So, but she literally was like, oh, this is amazing. You've got so much going on. There's, oh, oh, wait, wait, oh. And then she literally, I, like, would pause and just write down what she's writing. She She was like, she's, like, breathing heavy for me. And she's like, just make sure in these next few months, you just like breathe. So to answer your question, and if anyone needs that psychic's email, I will send it to you, Andy, and you can let people know it. Because she really is like, she's booked so far in advance. It took forever. She's in Canada. So I sound like a crazy person right now. No, you don't. I'm like totally down with the psychics. It's all good. I just needed it. I needed like clarity and my direction. So work was really good in her, in, in our talks. So I am launching my home licensed brand in two of the biggest American retailers, Bed Bath & Beyond and Target this back to school. That's so amazing, Stacey. So I'm really, really excited. What I'm really excited about these two retailers is that they came to me both to set the statement of the brand. And so with in both retailers, we're donating a percentage of the proceeds back to the National School Climate Center and the Bully Bus organization or Bully Bus program and the initiatives they do in 2,000 schools nationwide. So that's what's really exciting for me because I've been working with the Bully Bus organization since 2009. And... I don't think they've ever had a a brand. They've worked with Wicked and some very big organizations, but I feel like I'm their first brand, like bringing it to the masses, like that organization. So I'm really excited about that and the campaigning we're going to release with this initiative with them. At the same time, I'm expanding, like I had mentioned, from the Atlanta Hawks to the Chicago Bulls, which is my home team, and both with the Atlanta Hawks and with the Bulls, we're doing a pride collection. We're also doing anti-bullying collection. So again, the statements of the brand are being, you know, then 
being discussed through the NBA and through these through their stores and those teams, and then hopefully expanding to more teams this year. And then I, you know, I have a licensed brand in uh, Finland. My brand is licensed to a very big retailer there that's like a Target. And we've expanded from a three-year licensing deal to a seven-year licensing deal due to the success of the brand. And so I'm continually going to Finland and expanding the brand there with them, which is really a great, beautiful partnership. I'm working on hopefully a big deal in Switzerland with a store that has 900 stores in 39 countries, but I can't tell you the retail until that is signed, but those are the things I'm working on right now. I feel like I'm missing some things, but... But it's okay. We get the picture. We got the picture. So you can understand she, like... Was breathing heavy. You don't tell her anything. Yeah. So she's just telling you, and then she's telling me the countries and all the things were like, yep, that's what I'm doing. Yep, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. It's really exciting. And also, at the same time, I'm working on possible merger with my current partners with another company or maybe venture capital or private equity, which I never talk about publicly, but I'm telling you just because we're having a friendly conversation, but it's something that I believe, you know, I have all these great things happening with the brand, but just so anyone who's listening, who's an entrepreneur and understands, you know, you have to take that company to the next level and I feel for me my next stage of the brand is some kind of new partnership that will exist to take us to another level and I think that's really important for the brand so I have a lot going on you do you do Stacey I think it's really exciting and I feel also called before we do have to get on with each of our days to say to you so besides breathing which you're going to need to do. How are you taking care of yourself? Well, I make sure to spend really this like special quality time with Dylan. Music is, you know, I work with a lot of musicians through New York Fashion Week and partnerships and music means so much to me. And like, I believe it calms your soul. And so I took up guitar again about a year and a half ago. And I had played a little bit in college. I took classes in college and but I hadn't played in like 20 years. And I said to myself, I'm going to dedicate Sundays and I'm going to take Dylan with me. And he can just sit and listen. He can tell me if he likes it or not. He can decide if he likes guitar. And, you know, a day ago, he picked up the guitar and was strumming it and like holding it correctly and loves it because I got him his own guitar. And so that's like a special, like, it's not about work. It's not doing anything except for just enjoying music being with my son being present if he wants to become a rock star great if he just loves music awesome so that's one thing and then you know my weekends are really about my husband the family friends having a glass of wine and I'm trying really 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 hard to incorporate some kind of you know Something for me, whether that's running or yoga or Physique 57, which I was really getting involved in. And then, you know, when travel comes with work or things happen and you get set back. So I'm trying. I'm really trying. And I've been doing my called celery juicing. Oh. I'm doing that in the morning. Do you like it? I love it. And it's a great activity also with the Dylan because he'll put the celery in and like likes to do the machine. He tried it today and he liked it. And yeah, I like it. I'm trying to do it like four days a week in the morning. Cool. Did you buy a juicer? I did. Interesting. Yeah, I actually, 
I had Deb send me a picture of her juicer <laughs> and I bought her juicer. There you go. I'm wondering where I would place a juicer. I don't know if I have the room for it. I'll send you a picture because I hardly have the room too, but it works. It's big. Mm. Yeah. Juicers are big. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, I would add just, you know, from my observation that you make time for your relationships and that's definitely an aspect of self-care. I mean, you have long time, meaningful relationships and you build new ones. And so I think that's amazing that you do that and you focus I'm not saying you don't have your bad days, Stacey, because we all do, as we see, <laughs> but you definitely focus on the good. And I think that's also a really important state to spend time in. It seems you do. I do. I, I mean, it's so nice to be, even like talking about being like a parent and finding mom friends, you know, for a while, I, and I talk about this a lot on the podcast, I'm like, what? Like, how do you do this? Like, I'm going back to work and like, you know, but then slowly, like over time, you build, you know, you have your foundation of your friends from your past. If you stay in touch, which I have a lot of those who I, they're my core and my friends since college or before college, who I love dearly and who've stayed really close. I'm very lucky for that. And then this new group of people entered your life, whether that's through work and then being a mom, right? So there's this, now this like, you know, group of people who Dylan's been in school for a few years with those people before we now move on to kindergarten. But I can, you know, say, oh, can you pick up Dylan if someone's running late? Or, you know, I can text that person and ask a question. You know, there's like a few group of us who form this relationship. And that's really special. And like, so I'm trying to make time like to have a dinner with them and, you know, like form the families together. And, it, and it's hard when you don't have that much time because you want to spend time with your past friends from the past who might be in New York or just moved out of New York or you want to see them in LA or, you know, there's like, how do you balance all of that? But I try my best to like incorporate this new life, you know, even though he's been around for four and a half years, but it's still new for me, you know, to have like, it's always new. And then like, you know, for us, Randy, like we see each other, these great mompreneur events. And that's really awesome too, because you know, that's not your school mom friends, but it's like friends you've met at events because you're networking and then it's still like connected to this time in your life. Yeah. And there's a lot of people like you and Dana from Dana's Bakery, who I love so much. And she was on the podcast Like we all try to have, we want to have a dinner together. We want to connect and, and making that time because we are like, oh, we really like each other, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like going to preschool for us. <laughs> that's right. Post school post-school. <laughs> anyway, Stacey, we could talk forever, obviously, but it's a joy and it's nice. I'm personally kind of relishing and being able to just have this like kind of informal vibe today on the podcast. I know. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. I hope everybody likes it. <laughs> I know. They better like it. They better like it. I hope I gave you enough information about my life. I think you did. You gave us a vibe for Stacy and for Boy Meets Girl and for just like your general flow. And I think that's what it's about. And, you know, women want to listen to each other's stories. We want to be heard and we want to be inspired by other women. And kind of like you said, and you interview the guests on your podcast, you're like, I can do this too. Or yeah, you know, and that's how people feel listening to this story. I'm sure it's like, it's the inspiration. It's what we need. Before we go, why don't you let everyone know where we can follow you, follow your company, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. You can follow me at Stacy Eagle, S-T-A-C-Y-I-G-E-L on 
Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And my brand is at Boy Meets Girl USA on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, wherever you are on social Pinterest. And Mom's Got This is at Mom's Got This Show on Instagram and dot com, I believe. And then Boy Meets Girl USA.com. And then Target and Bed Bath and Beyond for back to school if you are looking for some throw pillows, deck pillows, uh, throws. And what else do I have coming out? Oh my God. I think those are my like homey thing. Oh, and tote bags and some other fun things. Yeah. Super fun. I can't wait to check that out. I know. Yes. I know. We can all run to uh, Target by, I have to see where the New York locations are, but we could all do a mom tour there. We should. We should get on that, on a bus. Who was her name? Jolly. I don't know. She has a bus. And then we go on her bus and we stop there. <laughs> the Boy Meets Girl tour bus. And we just go to all the places where we can find the goodies. We'll have to take our kids in there and do like one of those crazy tours. <laughs> I love it. Let's do it. I'm done. Stacy, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, I love doing this. Yay. We'll definitely continue our flow here. And for those of you who tuned into this episode, I'm really happy and grateful that you spent the time with me and with Stacy. And I hope that you can take nuggets from this conversation and apply it to your life, whether it's ideas of how to put your mindset in a positive place, how to manage your time, how to make time for friendships, so many beautiful ideas that came out in this conversation today. As always, I really, really encourage you to give this podcast some love, send it to friends who you think might benefit from the conversations, give some stars, some ratings, all that good stuff, subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And I really appreciate your support. Until next time, have a great day and take care of yourself. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Don't forget to mark your calendars for our Going Beyond Mom fall events, October 17th for our live podcast event and November 2nd, our next day-long Beyond Mom retreat with Revolution Motherhood. Start planning ahead to be able to attend these empowering events that will make you more whole for the season ahead and connect you with women who will continue to grow your network and your sense of personal fulfillment. See you there.